T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. The show about the show, the show within the show. You can always get this by downloading... Your Apple Podcasts app and getting it there. The Radio.com app, you can get it there as well. You can get it almost every place that podcasts are available, and it's available every single week here on the show. We waited until Friday to do this, so this is after Friday's show, because this was a big, momentous week for us. We moved to the morning show starting on Thursday morning, January the 2. Today is January the 3, so we have two morning shows in our under our belt, and... You know, Mraz, it doesn't really feel that different for two reasons. Number one, we were already doing a version of mornings. It was just a little bit later mornings. Right. And for West Coast listeners, it was their morning show. Right. Number two, we've moved time slots so often that doing the first week of a new time slot is old hat for us. This is the fourth time we've started the show in a time slot. We started overnights, then went to evenings, then went to mid-mornings. Now we're doing mornings. Yeah, we're kind of like the kids whose parents always get a new job every year and a half or Moving. get transferred yeah. out of work, you know, yeah. or sometimes you see that, you know, kids, military parents. Yeah. And, and tra- we're that's military it, brats. Yeah, we're military. We are just transferred every every year and a Almost. half. They keep telling us a promotion. I don't know if it is, and then we no just roots. keep rolling with it. No, no roots at all. No roots at all. We're always the new kid in school. Yeah, but this is fun because, you know, I think, and I don't know this, but I think there is more flexibility in the mornings from management to do crazy things, which we've always done, but it's had to right. fit into a certain box a little bit. And I think that they kind of expect it to be really loose. Which is probably why we got pegged to go to the yeah. mornings anyway. Yeah. When they were looking for a new morning show, they said, well, they're basically doing it, and we're tired of telling them not to do stuff that yeah. they do anyway, so if they want to do it, here you go. Yeah. So here's the thing. Overall, how have you felt about the two days? Well, in, in terms of what? Just how do you feel coming? We're going into the weekend now. I have a mixed bag on everything. I think the show sounds good. I have to really adjust my lifestyle. Let's do the show first. Okay. You like the show. I love the show. I think it is. Uh, I love the idea of now the freelancing bogish updates, if you will, and incorporating it. It felt like we were already kind of a morning zoo, but now it's a zoo with bears with tails, if you will, and mm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It is really harped on more. And um, I don't know. This sounds weird, but I kind of feel less pressure than the other previous time slot moves. And I guess the point on that would be it is more I guess, relaxed and free to do what we want to do where you know, there's always pressure to put on a good show, but like, I guess less pressure from 
management. And maybe that comes with it, that we just have more freedom. Does that make sense? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think, again, what what you're talking about is the, the ability to freelance and just do what we do, whatever comes out spontaneously, is expected and encouraged in this time slot. Right. Like, in other words, I'm not, like, every day that comes in and we still do the topic list and we have a pre-show meeting, I'm not as, like, worried that management is going to come down and go, why did you lead with this yeah. and not this? Yeah. Yeah. Why uh, Why are you playing this soundbite and sound check and not, you know, insert an NBA presser, you know, if we pull something random that's really funny, where now it's just like, that is what it is. We're a morning show and we're allowed to do whatever we want. So I'm not, I'm not fearful that I'm going to get a call from down the hall, put it that way. Right. A good example of that was the first show, we did the entire first segment non-sports. Right. The entire lead of the show was making fun of the fact that we have moved time slots so often and that there's been so many morning shows on CBS Sports right. Radio that Bogish had been the Turk and killed them all off. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Now, we would have never led a show with a non-sports segment. No. In any other time slot. No, if we went past four minutes after the top of the hour, we would have gotten a call immediately and been structured on radio structure and all of this so because of that i've been a little fish out of water the last two days i think the show coming out of we've done eight hours and the great thing is we have a totally built-in natural chemistry we've all worked together now you and i for seven years but us with Bilotti and bogish for two and a half and we had streamlined you know what everybody's strengths were and talking with one another and joking around with one another. And so that chemistry is totally organic and totally natural. It doesn't feel like a challenge at all to develop anything. Oh, of course It's not. already there. Right. But as you know, I crave structure. That radio to me is a structured environment in which you freelance within the structure. But that there is always the direction and there's always the straight line. And I love that. I, I crave that. I like to build I like to build the puzzle but then color in between the lines a little bit. Right. We have a roadmap that we go through every pre-show meeting where it's it's blocked segments of exactly what we want to talk about in each segment. So this has been a little it's been a little uncomfortable for me. And it's interesting because I come out of it and I go, Was that a good show? And I said, Well, it's a good show because we laughed a lot. Right. A lot. And the first two days we've laughed a lot. And I think the bogish updates, and this is much different. Every other time slot on the network, you toss to Bogish, and he does his own packaged update within 90 seconds or two minutes, and it's outside of the show. You're not supposed to interrupt. There's no interaction. This is built inside the show, right. and you're supposed to interact and interrupt. I think that's been a great jumping-off point for a lot of funny moments. And Bogish has been really funny. Like, the updates are now content Right. Rather than just headlines. When he's playing the Blue Jackets call, I got two words for you, and it's bleeped out. Exactly. He's playing music from John Cusack, 80s movies <laughs> right. today about Jerry Jones. Went and a little long, by the way. but Probably could have been a lyric yeah, or two. he less. went with the long version. So it's been really good, but for me, I'm having to adjust like, okay, well, where do I jump in? How do I toss? How do we set this up? When? Because I don't also want to step on Bogish, but the job is to step on Bogish there. Yeah, you're right, and it, and it's when do you chime in, when do you not? When and do you I interrupt actually, him? And I actually, and I felt that way too on Friday show. Well, these days already, I, we're right after Friday show, and they both blended the same to me. I genuinely thought I caught Bogish reporting old news on the Will Harris 
to the Nationals, but it was Will Smith to sign with the Braves. And I remember because it was a whole Jumbotron thing. I thought I remember that he signed with the Braves or one of these teams. And, you know, you were kind of doing whatever. And I felt, okay, well, I'm just going to jump in here and give him something because I actually think I have him and ended up blowing in my face. But even something like that is kind of, all right, we can have fun. He could laugh about it and stuff like that. But I was just hoping to get him. But, yeah, yeah. the idea that you can not tell him afterwards, hey, you got this wrong and we could spitball on the air, I think is fun. I think it's fun, too. So I just have to get used to that. And I have to get used to the fact that there aren't hard structured outs. Right. Well, you're still looking to toss to an actual update at times. You'll wrap up a segment and be like, all right, DNA, and yeah. you're looking. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a conversation now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like handing the ball off to Bogus, but I'm still involved. And so Bogus, this is one thing about those updates in the morning. He has said, hey, anchors have just left in the middle of, or hosts have left in the middle of my updates. You know, they're, so it's kind of like, it's hard to say, are they the show or are they an update? There are whatever you want them to be. I have stayed in the studio for all of the updates because to me, they're content. Right. I'm supposed to be there to jump in and we're supposed to have a conversation and to walk out the door, especially if Bogish has like jokes written. Right. That's a rough one. He writes some material like he's Don Rickles, walks in and then, then you're our And just nobody's there. Right. Nobody's exactly. there to listen. <laughs> So I think it's important for me to be in there. So that's just an interesting thing to to change. So that's been interesting. So I, I think they've been good shows. I've been happy with them. I've gotten a lot of good feedback. I mean, the people that I've talked to have said, like, the show sounds really good and really natural. Sounds like you guys have done it forever. And we kind of have in some way, but so it feels like a natural morning show, I think. I just need to adjust to how there's a different rhythm and a different flow. The other thing is, and it's kind of crazy but the fourth hour is taxing oh. if you've never done if you haven't done the fourth hour in a while and we had four hours overnights for two years four hours night times for two and a half years and now we've done two and a half years of just three hours i used to do five hours in boston i used to do seven at midnight every night so i'm used to four hour shifts but these two days the oh. fourth hour is like well we got another hour to go right here. and you really got to dig deep it's you got to dig stir ups and I will tell you from doing the... And por- mapping out the four hours. I, I did the pork store, and that was four hours. On the grand, it was once a week for 10 episodes as we made fun of on the show. I'm telling you, the fourth hour there to me didn't feel as drastic as the fourth hour here. And I don't know what it is. I, mm. I think maybe it could be the time, too, because I'm going basically into bedtime off and overnight yeah. on the pork store where yeah. it's like, hey... Do this hour, power through, then you're done. You're going home, you're going to sleep basically for the night, but for the morning. I think it's that we've already woken up really early. You've you've grinded out, you've done your three hours. You still kind of have a whole day ahead of you because you're up for the day, but then there's this extra fourth hour thrown in. I think it's just throwing all mentally out of whack having a fourth hour in the morning. Plus, they, this is the first time the network's had a four-hour morning show. That's right. It's it always been always six to been, nine. Yeah, it's always been 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. It's interesting when we're mapping out the show now. We used to, we've mapped out a, a four hour show for four and a half of our years right. here, but mapping out the four hour show the last two days is like wow, we got to find more content. Right? What's the next story? What more are we going to dig deep for? And here? What are we doing in June? What are we doing in August? I'm not worried about that. Okay, I'm actually less worried about that. Okay, we say this every year, and I know they're three hour shows, they're four hour shows. We go so off the rails once. I mean. In February, and then once again, once those NBA finals end, which, by the way, have fun for us staying up for that three hours sleep. And we're going to have to stay up because you're going to have to talk about the games the next day. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we'll figure it out. Once you, We've always said this, like, oh, what are we going to do for content? 
And I firmly am of the belief in the 70 years of the DA show, some of our best shows have been during those months where you're not breaking down whether Aaron Rodgers could still operate an offense. I really believe that. And that was when we were still technically supposed to be structured. Can you imagine what it's going to look like now? I mean, we might be doing stun doing news four different stories during the day. Yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> I'm really not worried about that. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's fair. But four hours has been an emotional. It has been an energetic. Emotion. It's been taxing. <laughs> it has been. I'm shot. We we debuted a new segment called Stun to a News, which is Bogish bringing in a non-sports story. And this was the first day on Friday, and he brought in the guy fondling himself at an Applebee's. And I thought it worked. I I, lo- I like us when we do non-sports stories right. because I think everybody's really funny in that realm. So I of think course. it's a really good jumping off point. If we do it every day, is it too much? No. I don't think so either. No, I don't think because you're not doing the same story every day. Yeah. There's a whole big wide world out there and there's a lot of stuff going on. And and doing You could probably do five stories. I mean, honestly, there's probably five good stories you could pick from every day. And and a non-sports story, a non-sports segment every single day, I think works. It just one, does. at least, at least one non-sports, you know, topic that we debate. Look, and here's the deal. I have been there in the car, driving a subway or driving to college, listening to sports radio before. When it comes to morning radio and even sports, yeah, you're there for the sports, but you stay for the silliness, especially in the morning mm. where you're good. There for the sports, stay for the silliness. Yes. It's a good tagline. Yeah, this might, I thought about this for a long time. If you're tuning in, you listen to any morning show, yes, you're tuning into a sports radio station or a network because the idea is you're a sports fan and you want sports opinions. But that easy going when you turn on the car in the morning and you put yourself there or throwing in your, your ear pie, air puds, or whatever you're calling them. <laughs> air puds. Uh, air puds. Air buds. Air buds. Air Until I haven't slept in weeks. <laughs> the, the dog playing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> air bud. Uh, when you're doing that, I think you're, yeah, you want to get your sport. You want to know what happened. Earbuds. Ear we, 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 we couldn't even get that. No, Ear- whatever those Apple ones are. AirPods. AirPods. Yeah, okay. not AirBud. That's the dog that played <laughs> that played sports. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, you're doing that. And you're, you know, like you, you're going to get your take. Like you're going to get your fill of Tom Brady yeah. take, but you're going to get the stuff that you want to laugh on your ride in the, and just put you in a good mood for the day. So yeah. I have no issue with that. Well, I've been very. I've been I've been very in, encouraged that we've had a lot of support around the company. I've had people reach out to me and text me or email me around the company and really be very congratulatory and really excited about it. So I guess that's a good thing. I just, you know, I'm such, so, you know me, like mapping out a show and doing the show the way that we do it is is what makes me feel like we did a great show. So now I've really got to adjust. I've got to yeah. be, be more relaxed. Welcome to my life. Relaxed DA. <laughs> This is what I've been longing for. <laughs> so the other thing is weekend starts at 10 a.m. on a Friday. I know. Is it's that crazy. a real thing? My like, God. Technically, we're taping this PGP in our weekend right now. I know. Which is nuts. When do you so, do happy hour? Brunch? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I would need a beer right now. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm taking a little nap before I Oh, well, there's no way I could stay out for a beer. So the last thing we have to address is he who shall not be named. And this will be the last time this is he is named in reference to the DA That's show. right. We turn a page. So in 2019, Robbie Rosenhouse had a role coming into the show, and he came off of 2017, in 2018, when he was he became a 
pretty big star on the show. He was singing a lot of Sinatra songs right. and doing a very funny version of karaoke. Right. He was doing a lot of football stuff, and we had... I had him built in. He was obviously a love-hate relationship with a lot of people. A lot of people didn't like him, but I really liked him. I thought it was really funny. He was polarizing. The listeners either loved him or hated him, and... We had him built in to do a big part of the show this year, and there was going to be a Vikings bet. I mean, think about this. The bet on the table was if the Vikings make the playoffs, he was going to have to – I don't know if they missed the playoffs. He would have gone to Minnesota. To Minnesota and held up the sign in nothing but a purple Speedo about Ned Flanders. So you know what? That bet wouldn't – he would have won the bet. Right. So that wouldn't have happened. But anyway, a couple months ago, he sent out a very racially insensitive, aggressive tweet – and we had to call him on it, and it was unacceptable by our standards, and you can't be associated with the show if you're going to put out stuff like that. And so we had to ban him for good, good. And this is a real ban. This You don't come back from that. It's not some kind of joke, right? Exactly. No, and it's not some type of bit, and it's not some type of, oh, will he, won't he come back, like we've written Robbie in and out of the show. But this is, this is final. So I, I do think it's important to address that he had a pretty big role in the show, and then he just disappeared, and people might be wondering, well, what happened? And the fact is, he did something, he said something that you simply can't do or say if you're going to be associated with our show and our brand and what we've built. And we just had to tell him. I had to tell him personally, you know, Robbie, you're not associated with the show anymore, and you won't ever be on the show ever again. And, you know, to Robbie's credit, I think that he understood, and he was diplomatic about it, and I think he really regretted it. But... It's what had to be done. So he came into the, the year with a pretty big role, and it was going to be growing, and that's it. It's yeah. over. Yeah, and and I, as you said, I've talked to him as well, and um, I, I give him credit because I mean, it's hard to give him credit when you say something. He has taken ownership of his actions, and ironically, one of the biggest knocks, even if it was in a joking fashion, was right. – the lack of ownership that he had taken and that had what you know derailed his career and stuff that we had picked on him for. But uh, I think he's taken this as a very teachable moment. It doesn't mean he's obviously, as we've said, coming back to the show in any means, but just as far as just a human being goes, I you know, to his credit following this, he's taken complete ownership and and not complained, not yelled or screamed and thought he was mistreated in any way by this kind of penalty. So from that standpoint, he he gets it. I think that should be noted. Okay, so that's good. So that's going to wrap up the, uh, yeah, the Robbie Rosenhouse saga. I thought Connor Green last week when he filled in and did the PGP and interviewed you about being a dad, and I thought it was hysterical. I thought he did a really good job. Connor's really good. Connor's really talented. Uh, and as ironically, the week before when we talked about you know, the new DA crew and and workable characters, Connor Green's really positioning himself, and it's just. He's funny when you when you're least expecting to be funny. He has dry humor, then he has real humor. Uh, he really is a good talker. I, I was blown away. I, I felt like Dan Rather was interviewing me the other day, but it was really Connor Green on a Christmas day. He was great. He's got to get more reps here on the DA show. Got to run more plays for him. One last thing that I haven't told you. Oh no. I have done a 180 on Shep. Well, the 180 was you don't like him anymore. I'm back to liking him. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you buried the guy's corpse and said he won't be a part of this in 2020. So what happened? I trashed him on this podcast. He was driving me up a wall. 
Right. You couldn't take that he was disagreeing with you about Brady and everything. He was chirping in my ear. He Everything was a drag down fight. He just, he wasn't, I thought he was just, he was, he was a minus to the roster. Okay. He was not bringing anything to the roster. He wasn't a plus. He was a minus. Okay. Okay. He was a negative. Blowing a lot of saves. And he runs the board for Sunday morning football. And two weeks ago, okay, two episodes ago. Boy, it's how much I've been out of work. I know. Remember, I think I texted you. and I'm like, this is it. Shep, right. push me over the edge. I'm done. Done. Finito. It's over. Right. And I have been somewhat like you've been a mentor to some people around here behind the scenes. I've been a bit of a mentor to Shep. And you're looking at me like a dead, dead eyes. No, because I don't <laughs> want to interrupt. I want you to finish the story. Okay. And I just realized something that I am going to credit Shep for after this. Okay. So go through what you got to say. So he, before, before we started the show two weeks ago, Sunday morning football, he says in my ear something about, hey, and Brady, blah, 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 and the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we're not fighting right before I go on the air? What is that? That's like an ear grenade. Like, I'm going to try to throw you off your <laughs> game by getting you into a fight and aggravated just to fight again before you're going to host the show. I said, this is insane now. And I just, I really, like, shut him down bad. And it was probably the meanest I've ever been to Shep. And I just mm. basically was like, do your job. You're not a host. Do your, you're there to press buttons. Oh. Do that. Okay. I and I think I said I can get other board ops to press buttons and not give me sports takes. Oh, that's soul crushing. So he shut up real quick then, and I was furious, furious because I'm like everybody else around here can do their job, but Shep has to get a take in. He has to bring back a fight. He has to prove that he's right. You oh. know, he's he's got it. He's overbearing sometimes. Oh, and. He had kind of had a salty attitude already. There were some things that happened around here. Maybe with some of the lineup changes, he felt like weren't fair. It's, I, I don't know. There was just something about that. He was driving me insane. He very much cares about things that have nothing to do with him. Yes. And after that show, to Shep's credit, he goes, hey, can we talk? And I said, fine. And we had a knockdown drag out right here in the studio. Knockdown drag out fight screaming how could you even have a straight face fight with Shep right that's how mad I was at him like I would laugh every time I, he fought back with me he's yelling I'm yelling he's yelling I'm it was unbelievable I've never yelled at anybody here at work ever well that's not I might have scolded I might have thrown a zinger in there I might have put you in your place but 2013, I 2013 14 there were some dark years dark <laughs> moments you know like Jeremy Prude I gotta build the culture <laughs> It was so bad before I got it. You were Coughlin pre-07. Before I got here, it was bad. And by the end of it, it was the best thing that could have happened because we came to a conclusion. I owned my thing. Like, I shouldn't have said... I mean, I was, I was pretty mean after I snapped. <laughs> and I should have not... I should have been more diplomatic and kept my cool. He shouldn't have said some of the stuff that he did. He was carrying other baggage from other stuff around the work into the shows that we were doing together, which is not helping anybody. And he owned it. And so that cleared the air, which sometimes you need. It's like a couple, you know. Right. He then filled in for you on Monday and Tuesday show. He was great. Not good. Great. 
And I'm not saying what this. Mean, define great. He was on top of everything. I needed a change of audio for the cold open. He got it. I needed a little known, you know, play-by-play clip from a bowl game. He got it. His epic fail on Tuesday, you ask anybody around here. We I were all it. like, whoa. I heard it. It was great. Timeout. It was a great epic fail. It's funny you say this because I am unaware of the Shep turnaround by you. Okay. And when I listened to Tuesday's show, a lot of it, I was in and out of the car a lot on Tuesday. It was New Year's Eve, correct? Correct. I was running around doing some shopping. Okay. At the end, I heard the epic fail. And I'm actually forgetting what the epic fail was right now. But you followed the epic fail just bowing at the knees yes. of Shep. Yeah. And I remember saying to myself in the car, yeah, it was fine. It was a fine epic it fail. It was great. It was not a great epic It fail. was great. It was, was fine. Ba- was Bilotti in that day? Somebody was in that day and were like, that's It was a, Kevin Wall. That's a... <laughs> well, was it? Yes, because that was... I heard the Trash Tuesday that day, too. Oh, right, right, right. Somebody else was in. Was Bogish in, maybe? Somebody was like, that's a damn good Wait epic a minute. Fail. No, 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 no. That's a, that's a damn good epic fail. Tuesday, Kevin Wall and Connor Green were in. Shep wasn't in. All right, so whatever fail he did oh, Monday. Yeah, but I definitely heard an epic fail where you were like, Shep, that's a great fail. And I said yeah. to myself... What are you, nuts? No, it was good. It was really good. It was really good. So great, we can't remember what it was about. (laughs) Such a memorable epic fail. Couldn't tell you what was in it. It was great. It was really great. So he stepped up. Then last week's Sunday morning football really stepped up again. He has had some great shifts since the blow-up. Some great shifts. And you know what? He needed it. He needed a comeback. He He needed a redemption tour. He needed to clear the air with me. Now we're on the same page. Now we're back. Okay. So I will follow up that up with this. Okay. In the midst of, of baby Mraz being born, I committed to doing the DA show on Christmas Day, the 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. And I told my wife, I have to come in. I've committed to this. It's Christmas Day. They're not going to find somebody else to fill in. We had a best of show ready, but I was going to go in. I got a call. at. I woke up at about 6.30 to get in for 9 a.m. At right away, my phone was ringing. It was Shep. Oh, what a way to start Christmas Day, right? Sure. You're dreading that phone call. Yeah. What's going on, Shep? Mraz, when uh, when can you get here, man? I'm like, here we go. What's happening? He won't tell me what's going on. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I'm Classic leaving. Classic Shep move. I'm leaving now. Like, Shep, I need to be prepared for what you need me for, whatever. He's like, just get here when you can, man. So I get in the car. I turn on CBS Sports Radio. It's Filipponi is doing Taz and the Moose at the time. Now the show we're on. He's very clearly to me on a phone line. A good phone line, but a phone line nonetheless. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. I get here. It turns out Andrew Filipponi took the shift with nobody in Pittsburgh in the engineering department aware, and nobody told bosses here that they were wiping out engineering on Christmas Day. So there was nobody to connect a line for Andrew Filipponi to do a show. <laughs> and Shep, because Bilotti stiffed him, because usually you have a board op and a producer, Bilotti decided on Christmas Day, despite there being live shows, that he was going to stiff Shep and make Shep do both jobs and not have another part-timer come in because Bilotti, you know, didn't want to have to keep asking part-timers to work Christmas. So Shep had to do both roles and then had to deal with the fact that there was no engineer and with no bosses answering the phone, made the call with nobody awake, Filipponi, let's get you on a phone. You're going to host from a phone. No best of show and ready. Shep took controls, the program director of CBS Sports wow. Radio Christmas morning. Wow. I finally get in with about 45 minutes before I'm supposed to go on the air. Filipponi has made the call at that point. He's made it that long. He wants to finish the show. Still some uh, NBA picks to get to or whatever. Shep has decided the phone sounds clear enough. You've wrote it out this long. Tells me whatever. While this is going on, and I'm prepping my show. I don't have a producer or anything. 
he comes out and goes, hey, Mraz, I put together a cold open for you. Here it is. Here's your sound check. Here's your read packet. Are we doing a target demo or a cut line? Had everything DA, to have the DA show structure Amazing. while doing both jobs Amazing. and playing program director and having to deal with the, the Andrew Filipponi on the phone, tell him phone calls to get phone-to-phone connections. That's outrageous. It was chaos. And Shep, as calm and cool as collected, as can be, handled this on Christmas Day with no help, with no guidance, and then managed to completely produce a sounding like DA show show for me. When I didn't ask him to do that, I was going to, you know, not throw him anything, and he completely did it on his own. So to me, I looked at that in a holiday where everybody's off and nobody wants to be bothered. The guy absolutely rose to the occasion. He did it. He did it. He turned the corner. Turned the corner. Shep is rising to the occasion. And I and honestly, I'm now I now feel sorry not to say sorry to Shep because I thanked him a lot that day. But I went back home to my own world. I'm dealing with the baby. I was still off before coming back in here to start the show. And then with all that started at the morning show, I had completely forgotten that Shep had gone above and beyond a week ago. And you bring it up, it brought up to me. I forgot about it. Thank you, Shep. You were awesome that day. That's a big Step up job in a big spot by him. It was. That's a huge. Imagine he put that spot as a part. Oh my gosh! Come oh my on, gosh! I'm telling you, that's where he's at right now. He's hitting at a really high level. So I've turned. Dave Shepard, a campaign for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Change we can believe in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, side A is now done. Here comes Bogus after the new time shift change this week, and side B. Welcome inside Sudby of the PGP. This is the executive producer of the DA show, Sean Mraz, host of Side B as well. And it's our first Side B of the year 2020. The month is January. The DA show has once again shifted time slots, as you just heard DA and myself discuss in Side A. And Andrew Bogus joins us to kick off 2020 on Side B. Hello, Andrew. Man, you just gave me... Uh, a horrible feeling, overwhelming feeling of how old I am because one of my favorite bits on Conan O'Brien when he was the late, late guy on, mm-hmm. on NBC was when they did In the Year 2000. And I, I'm assuming they began it before 2000. They did all these silly predictions of the future. They kept doing it after 2000, which then added a whole other layer of Ridiculousness. You know, ridiculousness, but like they would make a ridiculous rendition and sing, in the year 2000, and it was like him holding a flashlight to his face, and I just realized that was 20 plus years ago, and I remember when it started, and I don't like having memories that old. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's funny, my daughter was just born as we brought up, and I, I, heard. I, I saw this meme that anybody born now, when they hit 80, it'll be the year 3000. Yeah. Assuming the planet doesn't fall apart because of global warming. All right, so let's let's take all of that off the table for a second and not make this a discussion of global warming. The idea, let's say everything is just like status quo, worlds are rocking. There are people alive now with us, even if they are newborns, that conceivably with modern health, people get to 80. Both of my kids, 8 and 6. You would think. Yeah. Nice, long, healthy lives. We'll see the year 3000, which is crazy to think of because we remember... 2000, right. and what a big deal that was. I know. And to think of existing in a world right now with people that will see the year 3000, 
is wild to me. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hadn't thought about that, but my kids would knock on wood should ho- hopefully get to yeah. 88 and 86 and see 3,000 and see what crazy-ass concerns people have about the, the year turning 3,000. Now, the next question is, by the year 3,000, how many different morning shows on CBS Sports Radio will have existed? Because <laughs> here we are, what do we say, four or five in, uh, eight years in, and now it's the DA show, a show that you've been a part of in its midday form, Yeah, now a part of... I see, obviously, on Thursday, you and Pete the Body basically walking hand in hand. It kind of is like when, you know, TNT has an NBA game on or and, you know, they're shooting to the, the next game coming on, the guy's walking in the tunnel. Right. It felt like you and Bilotti basically headphones on, walking and carrying the briefcase, maybe wearing a Cam Newton ridiculous outfit. Right. You guys came, is. You guys came into work ready because you're always ready for that morning, and it was me and DA's first taste of that early. Uh, your early returns on having to work with us now on an earlier form. Well, I mean, say that's the that's the odd thing. Someone was just asking me about it, like, "How's it going?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know. Like, it's the same show, which I would have that I right. liked that I would have listened to as a regular person, right?" And for you and Pete, you're here at this time anyway, right? So, I mean, the only nothing is different about the show. I mean, I'm happy that the show got a promotion. I'm happy the company is putting um, more significance in the show and leaning on the show to really anchor the morning right. and get the network rolling on a you know on a given day. Um, but like. The only difference is I don't I get here after you now, right? Yeah, unfortunately you do get there after me because I haven't perfected this whole what time to arrive. I have Pete telling me, you know, I should be here by five, but then the train I'm taking now I'm here at four thirty. Uh, I'm on a three twenty one a.m. train out of where I live. So yeah, arriving before you guys walk in is actually kind of depressing because I show up and I kind of feel like I'm back working the overnights for a brief amount of time. I'm looking at after hours crew and I'm just like. All right, where? How did we get here? You know, yeah. well, I don't feel I don't feel uh, if you will rewarded until I see actually your stu- two stupid faces well, when you walk you're in. You're welcome for that. I do forget how far away you live. That it takes you that much longer than me to get here from Long Island. So there's that. Also, too, I'll tell you this: do not listen to Bilotti in terms of any travel advice to get here <laughs> because he does not specialize in efficiency so don't don't worry about him oh i would agree this is the same guy who says once a week now he likes walking the 50 blocks to penn station to clear his mind to get home who has the time to walk 50 blocks and then hope you catch the right train to get home okay so now i can partly defend Velati on this the problem that he and i both have actually i think me more than him is that there is not a train right after our shift ends. So, like, for me, my shift normally ends at 12.35. The next train I can really get on confidently is 1.35. Ah. Well, I got an hour to kill. So walking from here to Penn Station is actually not that bad of a walk, and it does feel like exercise. Plus, you're walking, for the most part, through, like, the prettier part of lower Manhattan, um, so I I don't necessarily it's not a it's not a terrible idea I just don't know that it's as like good for his aura as Pete wants you to think it is because it's not like he walks in here now like the Dalai Lama well, and he's all calm and passing out hugs and kisses. Well, clearly nothing about his aura has changed. And right. look, it would not be a new year without discussing Pete and the same. It's not new year, new me when it comes to Pete. No. So look, if you're thinking me and Bogus are just going to tackle the simplities of, you know, how Bogus's update is working, no. where me and DA just broke that down a little while ago, let's just get into the Was thick it positive, of, by the way? Yeah, it was. Okay, we like good. It. Uh, let's get into the thick of things about everybody's life changing here. Uh, Pete the Body Bilotti has actually, through this show, been rewarded. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is Pete had to run, like you were, and you still are, two shows 
and Pete would have to sit behind the glass and be the board operator, assistant producer of two shows, Taz and the Moose and the Nods. And before that, he's worked every incarnation of 6 a.m. to noon. When DA ends at 10 a.m., when our show ends at 10 a.m., Pete is done. He does not have to work those other two hours. That is now somebody else's problem. So Pete, you would think, New Year, happier, right? He doesn't have to, two hours cut less of his work time. Instead, he's as paranoid as ever. DA has taken on some extra sports minute responsibilities. And just today, just a little while ago, DA and I, as we are taping side A, Pete frantically uh, texting me that DA needs to hurry up and get the sports minute done. That's not due to play on air for another hour. And by the way, not only frantically, when I come out and I see him telling me bogish real quickly, make sure you check your phone. Just check your phone. And I'm thinking he's talking smack about somebody out in the newsroom. Is he right. saying something about Ack? Is he saying something about Billy Jacqueline? No, it's simply something he could have said in front of everybody. Hey, you need to get DA to do the minute. Yeah, that, why is it so paranoid and secretive? That's my favorite part um, because I there there was he was not alone in the um, confusion and uh, desire for DA to do his minutes uh, because we're all getting used to a new system. You know, a right. lot of things have changed. A lot of you know behind the scenes stuff that listeners don't care about. But there's a lot of different like the the structure has changed around here so we're all learning different things and doing different jobs and whatnot so there are P was not alone in where's DA when are the minutes going to be done but he takes it to the Pete level where you walk in he goes check your phone what's wrong just check your phone like what what and he like get up and come talk to you and it's really not his concern like right. there's somebody here who is right now on a schedule created by Pete by the way it's his responsibility to corral DA and get his minutes done. Not Pete's, but Pete's got to be Pete and make himself in charge. Now, that being said, I also have a much easier schedule like he does in this new situation. So I'm on Pete's side in general in all this. I don't want anyone to know how little work we're doing, and then they change things on us. I, I totally get that. And just one more note if we're going to rail on Pete. Yeah. And just with the new year, 2020, it is January 3rd. Yeah. Today I had to deal with not one, not two, but not three, four questions with Pete regarding when I am using the first of my paternity days because he needs the schedule done through March. He needs it done. Bogish. I have just had a newborn. Now, with paternity, you have a year to use it with the way this company works, and obviously I'm going to use it, spend some time and bond with my child at some point. Is it two weeks or four weeks? I don't remember. Well, I don't know if we get a company policy, but I get four weeks. And then you you can obviously get more through the government and everything like that. But I'm only going to do what the company pays you to do. I don't need to go through all that. That being said, Pete, it is January 3rd, okay? I am here. I could be taking the full month. Like, legally, I could do that. Right. I am here because there is a show launch, and we want to get this morning show off on the right foot. We have a NFL playoffs to get through. February comes, we'll reevaluate. If I tell you two weeks ahead of time in February, hey, look, the schedule's quieted down. DA's here. Because I'm going to be here when DA's not here. It's a whole thing with this morning show. Sure. There's a lot of working problems. I don't need to tell you on January 3rd, my basically my year off no. already. He's already on it, and it's and by the way, he has more time to make a schedule well, now because the show ends at ten a.m. That might be the problem because he comes out of the studio at ten a.m. and wants to be here for a while, so he just sits there and thinks about things to do. Oh, and it gets onto well, I could do this until March. Now the problem is, it's not just you, but everyone around here basically. Whether it's you or I, who can't, you just can't make your schedule that far in advance. Right. Plus. The timing right now, too. We're just coming off the holidays. Exactly. And then you have a slew of part-timers who fill in for us right. when we're not here. 
they don't know their schedule either because they work at other places and have other responsibilities and maybe this place is not their number one priority. Like, nobody can commit to March. And then, a lesson we've discussed before, and Pete has been told this before, and I think this was an issue during the holidays, if you make the schedule too far in advance, like, you think you've now, you've solved things. Create more problems. You create more problems because now you have people in spots that you got to take out and move around that affects other spots. If you just leave things empty until you're closer and things are more concrete, then you're golden. I agree. And look, I'll just say this, and I think because we're on Radio.com, I have every right to say this. With a newborn child, with the first two days of waking up at 3 a.m., I don't know my head from my ass right now. You think I know when I'm taking off, Pete? I mean, relax. Of course not. Please. I can give him a week, by the way, in February because I know that because I'm going to be in Mexico. But otherwise, I got nothing. Yeah. Leave me alone. And look, and he, and he stated he's taking away. I said I won't take the same week as you, but I, I, I can't take it already. Yeah. But on that note, it's time for me to go home and go to bed. So we're just going to wrap the week you here this terrible. week. Thank you, Andrew Bogus. And welcome aboard for mornings. I welcome you into work on mornings. No, no, I welcome you. I'm the, uh, yeah. I'm the guy. Yes, that's It'd be right. nice to me. I'll you kill are, you off. You are the Turk. <laughs> you can follow Andrew Bogus on Twitter. At Andrew Bogus. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS. Have a great weekend, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.